gonna clap to so they can sync the audio. Okay. And we can smile for a minute. Okay. All right. So we are thankful we get to share a little bit about God, what God's been teaching us recently. Uh, it's kind of like thinking about buying a new car and you, all of a sudden you notice that new car all over everywhere you look. Um, similarly, like, um, God's been reminding us about gratitude um, over and over, uh, especially in the face of challenges. And as we prayed about something to, to share, we were convinced that um, this is something that I think he wants us all to be learning about. So Justin and I have some caveats about this as well. Um, we don't want to minimize sadness and grief and suffering mm. and pain. Um, and we don't want to be part of a community that hides behind a mask and says, I'm fine and everything's fine. Um, and always saying that instead of answering how you really feel. Um, but we want to be one with lives that are characterized by a deep sense of gratitude that yeah. anchors us in Jesus through all life has to throw at us. It's possible to have gratitude even when grieving. And in fact, we think gratitude is one of the essential keys to dealing with sadness and suffering, grief, and pain. And we just don't have it all together. Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, and over the last many months, we've uh, heard and experienced multiple stories and conversations and prayers and podcasts uh, that all have pointed us toward noticing gratitude. Um, so here's one. Uh, one example of that, um, I saw this interview with Michael J. Fox, who, um, you know, famous from Back to the Future, um, and also famous for having Parkinson's at a super young age. So, um, and he was talking about, um, you know, obviously he's a person who suffered a ton with um, Parkinson's and been through a lot in his life, um, and he finds out he has a tumor on his spine. And, um, and very few doctors will operate on, on him. And so on Michael J. Fox, who wants to be the person who, you know, something goes wrong with Michael J. Fox. Exactly. So he finally finds a doctor he can, um, that will do the surgery, surgery successful. He has to relearn how to walk, um, months and months of physical therapy and rehab. And, um, it's finally like one of the first days he's like by himself without, you know, an entourage of people trying to, you know, help him and care for him. And he's walking down the hallway feeling like a boss and gets to the kitchen and slips on a tile and breaks his humerus. Um, Which is not humerus. Right. And, you know, and he's laying on the ground thinking like, you know, okay, put a positive spin on this. He's also known for his optimism. Mm -hmm. And um, he says, this sucks and sucks some more. And, and then uh, later he said, um, but if you have some piece of gratitude about some element of something, mm-hmm. then optimism survives. It feeds on that. So, um, you know, even uh, Michael J. Fox, who isn't looking at this through a lens of faith in Jesus, um, is seeing like the, like power of simple gratitude to in the face of this you know desperate challenge um he also said parkinson's takes up the room it takes up in my life and i do what i can with the rest um that 
kind of attitude, I think, uh, is, is huge, that response to life circumstances. So another circumstance yeah. that we've experienced lately um, was when we discovered that one of our cars had an entirely flat, like, squunched flat tire in our driveway, which is great that no one was hurt um, in the making of this flat tire movie. Um, but I thought it will be great. I will help out Justin, Nathan, and I will have a mother-son moment, and we will change this tire and get it all sorted while he is gone. Well, in the process, um, I forget that our driveway is more of an incline, um, and so that's one factor. Secondarily, it's raining. Thirdly, it's dark. Fourthly, I'm trying to teach him, like, this is how you do it. And remember, um, and we end up using, you know, the car jack that's there and going through the process. He is um, just a wonderful companion and definitely helpful. <laughs> um, and our car ends up falling um, after we have taken, we, we did take off the, the previous tire, um, but it falls on the ground and uh it not in a good way and also is sliding back. So I know enough after two times of trying that and not wanting to um, hurt our car at all that um, we end up calling for help to the AAA Highway Hero. Um, and uh, I think, I think, and obviously he comes, is wonderful, fixes everything. Um, but in the process, uh, there were a couple things. So first off, we did pray. Nathan and I, um, and I prayed, mm -hmm. please, please, Father, would you help us to do this? Would you give us the skills and would you give us safety? Um, and he answered both of, both of those things. We were safe. Um, and also I said, please help the car not to be injured. Um, and um, that was also true, thankfully. Um, yeah. And so he did answer that prayer of, of safety um, and he did send someone else. I, I didn't have, we didn't have what all of what we needed. So um, I think sometimes when we when we think about gratitude is, is asking God, please give me this, right? And he he might just give you that um, through Person, someone yeah. else and, and talk, speaks to community, right? Um, mm -hmm. And the I thanked the highway hero and I said, oh, if I could only have all of those amazing tools that work perfectly on an incline. And, and he said, yeah, um, these are perfectly made tools for the situation. Um, and they would probably take up a lot of room in your trunk. Um, <laughs> So it made me think about how uh, God God knows mm -hmm. who we need, and He equips the body with the exact right tools for the situation, um, and He keeps you humble in the process. So that's a little bit about my tire story. <laughs> um, and so we're talking about circumstances, right, and experiences, and I think the Father has been reminding both of us um, mm -hmm. that it's not about the circumstance, but our response to the circumstance that makes all of the difference. So I just think personally, when we pray for someone yeah. who's gone through a tragedy, we often pray their response to be to run toward God rather than away, right? Yeah. You've seen people who've become bitter or disillusioned or, or just, um, you know, they feel miserable because they've, they've, run, they've run away the opposite direction and, and that hasn't helped them. Same mm -hmm. circumstance, but much different response and then result. Um, yeah, and we've all seen that, right? Where same circumstance two people have opposite responses to. Yeah. And so though our responses seem like they're kind of inevitable, it's just what's going to happen and automatic, the circumstances don't actually dictate our response. Mm -hmm. um, it's more of an inner battle, right? A fight against the flesh, the world, and the enemy to decide to let the Holy Spirit guide us um, and guide our responses to the circumstances around us, especially 
especially when they suck, like Michael J. Fox said. Right. Um, we can be honest about how bad it is and even our poor responses and yet work to cultivate gratitude. Thank goodness. Right. And I, I think there's wisdom in accepting what's out of your control and making the most of what you do have rather than being consumed by wishing that things were different. Um, in the last year, we've all been through circumstances we didn't expect, and there's steps we can take to protect ourselves and our community from COVID, but it's a global pandemic. Uh, it's largely outside of our control, and so are the everyday changes to life because of COVID. Um, so when we thought about these losses and stuff during COVID, it prompted us to, to pray, and that kind of prompted some gratitude. Um, and you know, hearing stories of people losing jobs and homes and loved ones made us more grateful that we, that we hadn't. Um, the, the gospel uh, of Jesus also reminds us that, we, that that's not because we did something to deserve it. Um, it's, it's grace. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the Bible has a ton to say about gratitude. And so we wanted to read some verses that um, have kind of popped out to us in the last several months. So first is 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 to 18. Paul says, Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. And then Colossians 3, 15 to 17, and then jumping ahead a little bit to the end, the beginning of verse of chapter 4. And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts to which indeed you were called in one body, one soma, and be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. And whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. And continue steadfastly in prayer, being watchful in it with thanksgiving. So four times he mentions thanksgiving right there. And then um, in Philippians, um, this is actually a verse that one of my students would write on her arm before she would take a test to remind herself <laughs> about worry and, and what it happens when you turn that worry over to the Father. Um, so it says, she didn't put this whole thing on there, by the way, just the verse reference. But the Lord is at hand. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. That's a good one. This is from Ephesians 5.20. Giving thanks always and for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. So, you know, that's a, a whole bunch of verses, but there's a ton more. The Bible says a lot about gratitude. And uh, God deserves and even requires our gratitude. Like the first verse says, It is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you that you give thanks in all circumstances. And, and I think gratitude also is a means of um, keeping our focus on God. And it's, um, it's both the means and the result. Like, it's this um, virtuous cycle. The more we're grateful, uh, the more grateful we are. Mm-hmm. 
And gratitude, it develops endurance and mm-hmm. trust in God. Um, it requires some focus, though. So this is not, you know, endurance doesn't just come easily, right? So <laughs> this is a challenge. Um, and uh, the focus is on what we have, mm-hmm. not on what we don't. And a lot of the world, and again, our own flesh and the enemy, um, would push us toward ingratitude, even feeling entitled, like, I don't often say that I think I deserve something, but my actions are definitely telling. Mm -hmm. When I get all bent out of shape about something not going the way I wanted it to, I realize how much I just thought that was part of today. Mm -hmm. Um, Wasn't even even something that I, yeah, that I could even put put words to. So right, and and you just think about advertising, creating needs and creating discontent in our hearts so that we buy the thing that they're, that they want us to buy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think another challenge of gratitude is we fall for the, the lie of if only, if only I had this, then I'd be satisfied. You know, mm-hmm. if, if only I were married, if only I got that promotion, if only I could you know, hang out with my friends without wearing a mask, you know, if only this, um, I, I couldn't, uh, I couldn't find it, but I remember even as a teenager hearing this, um, stud about the study on the, on the radio that, and it said in every income bracket, um, people on average want 20% more. They think if I only had 20% more income, then I'd be okay. But those who do have twenty percent more want another twenty percent more, and it like we we um, you know there's there's just this push toward wanting more and 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 leading to uh, ingratitude. Mm-hmm. So um, the problem is that we are looking to created things to fill a need that yeah. only the creator can feel. Can fill. Yeah. Um, Psalm 103 says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. The psalmist is uh, talking to himself, reminding himself to remember God's goodness. For, um, for, And from our view on this side of the cross, that's like preaching the gospel to yourself. Um, and I think that's the key, to make much of Jesus and the gospel. And gratitude for that greatest gift then spills over into gratitude for all of his other gifts. Um, and I really like this one uh, other verse, Hebrews 13.5 says, uh, Keep your life free from the love of money and be content with what you have. For he has said, I will never leave you or forsake you. And it's, it's like... Um, be content with what you have because you have Jesus. You have the best thing in the universe. And, and so we can be content because he's promised to never leave us. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think this perspective that we need rescuing and deserve nothing wards off entitlement mm-hmm. and ingratitude and self-reliance. Yeah. And now, to cultivate gratitude, you got to build some gratitude muscles. Um, and you have to do that regularly. So um, here are some um, kind of continued practical things um, to be doing that require some, you know, supernatural and, and, and help from the Spirit. 
um, catching ungrateful thoughts and making them obedient to the cross. That's biblical. Replacing them with gratitude, searching for the good gift in what you already have. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, 1 Corinthians 4, 7 talks about what do you have that you did not receive, right? We have received everything. We came into the world with nothing. We were made out of his breath. Um, mm-hmm. And so for a moment, um, I want you to think about uh, imagining life without something dear. This is another, another practice. Um, I don't often like to do this because I go in deep, but think about what if your spouse was not around? What if a child or what if a warm place to sleep or your thumbs? Um, what if they were gone, right? Um, what, is that, what does that create in you? Um, when we th- hear about a child of someone we know that's in the hospital, doesn't that make us want to hug our kids tighter? Um, aren't you more grateful for your job when you're talking with a friend and um, walking with them through a time when they've lost theirs? Um, because of the gospel, this produces humility and a desire mm-hmm. to bring true comfort to these people, not saying like, I have a job, I'm great. Again, um, it's grace. We don't deserve any of that. But I I think the imagining of the lack of something, um, again, just produces gratitude to the creator for what he Mm -hmm. has given us. And kids are way better at this than we are. Um, we remember when Nathan yeah. used to say, um, when he would pray at night, we'd say, okay, your turn, buddy. And he would say, thank you, God, for my bed, which is a true thing. Yeah, oh, and as a kid, my parents uh, would laugh, but I'd like, thank God for the chairs in our house. Because it was like, I'd be a bummer to sit on the floor all the time. Um, and and so that that was... You know, I think kids get that in a, in a way. There's um, one other story we, we read. Um, there was a um, pastor who had was celebrating the you know, birthday of his 5-year-old. The 12-year-old later that night was uh, praying and said, Thank you, God, for letting you know, Billy live another year. Mm-hmm. And, and that really kind of wrecked the, the dad. Because um, there was nothing unusual about Billy's life um like he was an average five-year-old he wasn't sick he wasn't in the hospital there was no like from the dad's perspective there's no risk of him not living like he took it for granted that his son would live another year but his daughter um and i think kids off you know often get the fact that it doesn't have to be this way and imagining life without something makes them grateful and um, another thing we saw, G.K. Chesterton um, said, when we were children, we were grateful to those who filled our stockings at Christmas time. Why are we not grateful to God for filling our stockings with legs? Like, you imagine life without legs, that would be hard. How often are we grateful for the fact that we have legs in our socks? Mm-hmm. And uh, another Chesterton quote that, that kind of jumped out at us, which is a, another like practice that we want to uh, highlight, mm-hmm. is um, saying grace. And, and he said, you say grace before meals, all right, but I say grace before the concert and the opera and grace before the play and the pantomime and grace before I open a book. And grace before sketching, painting, swimming, fencing, boxing, walking, playing, dancing, and grace before I dip the pen in ink. Um, 
this habit of like before you do something good mm-hmm. start to build the habit of thanking God for that before you do it just like we thank God for a meal why don't we thank God for a, a date night or a movie or a, you know sitting down to read a good book um, yep and this, this is a good book that helps you um, because it's called Every Moment Holy. They're not paying me for this. Um, but it's been a great, it has little mini liturgies for like before starting this, before setting up a Christmas tree, before a move, um, mm-hmm. prayers for, you know, um, getting ready to have a meal or even there, I think there's one about like a hastily prepared meal. Right. So that's or probably going to be dog-eared like for me. But um, Doing diaper or changing diapers. Right. Or, yeah. Everything. There, there is a, there is a grace that covers all of those things. So this book Mm -hmm. is real helpful for me about that. Um, Another thing, you know, we say count your blessings, right? Um, But truly in prayer, in a journal, this has been my gratitude journal. um, Number two that I have been going in. It's no problema, which um, makes me smile because often there are lots of problemas that are going on. Um, But yeah. If I'm if I'm writing them down, I get to also look back at them and say, mm-hmm. I see the hand of God at work. I see how he has continued to uphold us and um and woo us to him even in these really difficult circumstances sometimes. Um and that's how I it's so this book is like a massive prayer. Mm-hmm. Um and then telling people that you're grateful for them and specifically why. Um every day, every week, a couple people a week. Um I don't know what, what that would be for you. Um wherever you're at now. Um, but I, I know I love words of affirmation. Um, and I love getting to worship the father. Um, when I thank someone in my life, I tell them, this is what I see. Mm -hmm. This is how I see God at work in you. Um, and that's, that's something I can tell a friend who already knows Jesus or a coworker who doesn't know the father yet. Um, that's something that I can say. So, so, um, to real quickly, I'd like to kind of highlight these habits that we just talked about. Um, One, the first one was catch ungrateful thoughts and make them obedient to the cross. Mm -hmm. Um, The the next one is spend a moment, a few seconds, imagining life without something dear and let that build gratitude in you. Mm -hmm. And, And then to say grace, to before you go do something, say, um, you know, give God thanks for it. And then to count your blessings, enumerate them, list, you know, remember in prayer, uh, what God's done. And then last, like tell someone that you're grateful for them and why, and make that a habit. Mm -hmm. And part of building a habit, like you can read lots of books about that, but one of the things that's often talked about and is really true is anchoring it, right? Attaching it to something that you do every day. So, um, maybe it's something or, literally anchoring it to an alarm on your phone. Um, it can be, it can be that. Um, but think about something that you do like before you go to bed at night or when you're waking up or if you're making your coffee, um, those are, those are times that you can, um, be setting into motion one of these practices. Um, because just like physical exercise, um, intention, these intentional practices of gratitude help build, us shape us make us more resilient um not for our own glory but for jesus's um there's a sign downtown in tacoma um that says strong people are harder to kill and it always makes me laugh (laughs) so i'm i guess what we're saying is grateful spirits are harder to kill um the bible says we have an enemy 
that seeks to steal and kill and destroy. Mm -hmm. Um, And practicing gratitude like this, it strengthens us against his schemes. um, So that we, like Paul, um, might be able to say that we have learned to be content in whatever situation. To close, we wanted to read a prayer by Scotty Smith um, that he posted on the Gospel Coalition website. It was one of those many reminders about gratitude for us. And so I'll, I'll read his words. Heavenly Father, we begin with the heart habit of gratitude, irrespective of whether we're feeling the love or we're in a difficult season. We choose to wage war against comparing, coveting, and carping. No matter what else is going on, you've given us abundant reasons to rejoice and give thanks. For starters, thank you for writing our names in heaven, for enrolling us in the book of life with the indelible ink of your grace. Nothing can separate us from your love, pry us from Jesus' hand, or revoke our citizenship in heaven. Thank you for loving us to the degree we are in Christ, 100%, not the degree we are like Christ. Hallelujah. (laughs) You've forgiven every sin we'll ever commit, clothed us in Jesus' righteousness, and adopted us as your beloved kids. We live in your permanent favor, constant delight, and unbreakable providence. This is our faith declaration. Make it our fresh heart celebration. Though we don't always understand your ways, see your hand, or like your timing, we love and trust you. Thank you for being sovereign over our joys and tears, rejoicings and sufferings. Jesus, not death, gets the last word. Thank you for letting us know some things will only make sense later, for we see dimly and know partially. Forgive us when we want answers more than we want you, and we want pain relief more than we want heart change. Father, we crave with hope the day of wiped tears and redeemed pain, finished stories and zero brokenness. Mm -hmm. Until that glorious day, we purpose to remain grateful, kind, and encouraging to others. So very amen, we pray, in Jesus' beautiful and trustworthy name. Amen. Amen.